Good morning. So thankful for our worship leaders. Amen. We are blessed to be able to be led to a place of worshiping our Father, our God, our Savior, our soon coming King. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad to see each and every one of you here this morning. What a blessing it is. Good to see you, Brother Barton. I'm so glad that you're here. Larry and Shirley, I'm glad y'all are here. JP, I'm glad every one of you is here. Amen. Uh, we got some that uh, that uh, on vacation. We got some that are uh, dealing with some uh, health issues, and so be sure and hold everybody that's not here uh, in your heart and pray for them. Amen. Uh, if you would open up your Bibles to Proverbs chapter three, uh, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm excited about this message this morning. I sat down in the recliner, and the Spirit of God just uh, just dropped this in my heart. And I want us to be able to just to be able to receive everything he'd have for us because he wants to encourage you this morning. We've got so much going on in the world. We've got such a mess here in the United States of America with everything that's happening. You and I, we need to take confidence in Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's what we're going to talk about. But I want you to be in prayer. Now, you know, Rosh Hashanah is coming up. The Hebrew New Year, the Jewish New Year, the sundown on the 6th through the 8th. And so the, uh, you say, well, why does that matter to the Christian? Well, it matters because God God doesn't change. His calendar is forever. And we need to be in the place of uh, prayer and fasting for this coming up year because there's a lot of things that's, that, you, that you're going to be challenged with, I'm going to be challenged with. And I believe this, which is, it'll be 2022 for us, of course, in, in January, but for the, it'll be 5782. And, you know, we've talked about it the last three years here and went into detail about it. Whether we will this year or not, I don't know. But this is the, going to be the year of, of, of even more unity or a division. Uh, and Because that's what two uh, means. You're either going to be unified together or you're going to be separated. So we've got to make sure that we're unified with Jesus uh, and walking with Him. And if we are, it's going to be a year of wonder. A year of wonder. Uh, I, I want the wonders of the Lord, don't you? Not the wonders this world has to offer. But anyway, I want you to know this morning, mark this down in your heart, I, I, these, these three things we need to remember. You and I, we are under the shepherd's care. We're, we've got a shepherd. Jesus Christ is the great shepherd, amen? And so to be under him means that you have submitted and you've named him Lord. So that means that you have this promise of protection and you have a promise of provision. So as we see so much things happening uh, all around America, all around the world, you and I need to be able to rest in the shepherd's protection. We need to know that he's going to provide for us. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to go through things. Every one of us, we're going through things. But the great promise is we're not going to have to stay and live in them. He's going to take us through it. Amen. That's what Psalms 23 is all about. Uh, whatever you might have need of, whatever, uh, whether you need uh, healing, victory, deliverance, promise, fellowship, whatever it might be, that's what Psalms 23 is about, that He will provide it for you and I. Amen? So that's your comfort. That's your peace. Now, this morning we've got to see through the eyes of the Spirit and we've got to start saying what God says because whatever, um, whatever you and I call, whatever we speak out, that's what we're going to draw. Whatever you expect, that's what you're going to collect. So the world, they're expecting all of this uh, things of the negative. 
And if that's what they want, that's what they're going to get. But you and I are going to expect the things from the Lord. Amen? All right. With that being said, Proverbs chapter 3. Let's start in verse number 1. Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to read the first eight verses, but I want you to concentrate on verses 5, 6, and 7. Proverbs 3 and 1. If you're there, say amen. My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Verse number 8. It shall be health, a cure. It shall be a cure to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. So this morning, you and I being under the shepherd's care, we have uh, in in uh, these verses that we're going to address this morning, particularly five, uh, six, and seven, you have the promise of correction. You have the promise of correction. And when you and I are in the place where we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of our shepherd and we allow him to shepherd us, he's going to correct us. And as he corrects us, He's going to bring protection in our life. And with that protection, He's going to uh, uh, reveal to us directions for us where we'll know where to go uh, in our life. We'll know that we're not uh, living this life by happenstance or accident, but we're being led by the very Spirit of the living God that abides within you. Amen? And so I want you to hold those three things in your heart and let's allow this word to speak to us this morning because this is a rhema word. This is a word for right now. The word of God is always timely, but there's sometimes when we need to put into practice what the Spirit of God is saying for right now this morning. Amen. And so we want to put this into practice. So let's reread verse number five. He said, trust in the Lord. With all thy heart, you and I, we, we need to know that, that we can run to the Lord for protection. This morning, you need protection. There's a place where you can hide uh, in, in the very anointing of the Lord and uh, the, the enemy can't get to certain situations and circumstances in your life. That's why David talked about as a deer panteth. What does a deer do when the dogs are after it? It runs to the creek, don't it? It high, it tries to lose the sin of what's after it. Well, when you and I get in the living waters of Jesus Christ, when we trust in the Lord, when we hide, that's what this word means in the Hebrew. It means to hide in Him for protection. When we put our trust in Him, what did He say? With all of our heart, that it would change some things. So I need to come to the place where I, I need to recognize that probably in my life, there's some areas that I'm trusting in self 
I'm trusting in America. I'm trusting in my brothers, my sisters. I'm trusting in mom, dad. I'm trusting in family or whatever it might be. I'm trusting in the almighty dollar. I'm trusting in my job more than I'm trusting in Jesus. Now, you know, we might not want to hear that, but we've got to be in the place where we're humble enough to say, Lord, I want you to correct me. I want you to show me the truth. I want to do as they were leading us in worship. I want to look and be changed from glory to glory. I want to look into the face of Jesus Christ, the Word of God, which is the will of God, and let Him show me where I'm at. So he told me, he said, if I would trust in the Lord with all my heart, that I could come to a place where I would lean not under my own understanding. See, this word lean, it means to support oneself. It means to rest in my own ideology, my own thoughts, what's comfortable for me. But if I'm really trusting in the Lord, he said, I would lean not to my own way of thinking, to my own way of, uh, of living my life, to my own understanding. He said that I wouldn't support myself in that, but rather I would come back and I would recognize and realize that Jesus is the only support that I have. Amen? And, and so I've got to be in this place where I, I put Jesus first. So uh, let, let's just refresh our minds about what the Word says, where we can be in the place uh, of being changed. Brother Ryan, put Romans 3.23 on the screen. We all know it. You can quote it. But faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All right? So when you and I, when we get born again, the, we are actually literally redeemed. We're ransomed by the blood of Jesus. And uh, all of those things of our past life, they, they get washed away in Christ. But then we've got to do like what Jesus said. The very uh, words of Jesus in his first message was repent. Repent. Believe the gospel. The gospel is the good news of God. Right now, I, all I hear being spewed all around the world is bad news. So we've got to check our source. Yes, we're not, we're not being ignorant of what's happening around us. But you and I, we are pilgrims passing through. This world is not our source. Jesus Christ is. He's going to take care of us. Just as he took and put Noah in an ark and he brought him through the floodwaters. Come on. And he had a promise. He's got a promise for the church today. Amen. And so you and I have got to be in that place where we say, I'm not going to let fear creep up on me. I'm not going to let fear bind me. I'm not going to let the word of this world hold me down. I'm going to be about my master's business. This is the time for you and I to do more than we've ever done for the Lord, than we've ever dreamed possible. This is the time of opposition. And when the church, when the people of God are in opposition, what happens? They flourish. Look at Israel. Look at the, the all the tribes of Israel. The more pressure that was brought on them when they turned to God, they flourished. They, they, they grew. They grow. That's the way it is with the church. What happened to the early church when the persecution come? When the problems come, the church stood up. So we've got problems in this world, but it's time for you and I to stand up and say, I can be what God has destined me to be. Uh, Romans 2.4, Brother Ryan. Romans 2.4, the reason why you and I can repent, look at the last half of the verse. It's the goodness of God that leads you and I to repentance. Or despises thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance and longsuffering? This is uh, Paul writing to the church at Rome about the goodness of God. Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. See, God's goodness is that I, I, I can be stubborn. 
I can be controlling. I can be difficult because uh, sheep have a, a tendency just to kind of go off on their own. And when they go off on their own, they get into problems. They get into trouble. And so I've got to recognize and realize that my walk with Jesus is not a, a feel-good walk about everything is just fine and dandy and fluff and duff. My walk with Jesus is always going to challenge me. If you're not being challenged, then you might want to step back and ask Jesus if you're walking with Him. Because the more I walk with Him, the more I look into Him and I see where I'm at and I see where I'm supposed to be. And I see what He has for me and I see what I have. And I see what the devil's trying to do. And I come to that place of repentance and I say, Thank you, God. You're a good God. You love me. You're not going to leave me here. Amen. And, and, and we've got to recognize, we won't read it but because we read it all the time, but Romans 12, 2, Paul told the church at Rome, he said that you can't be conformed to this world, but you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how do we do that? By the Word of God. So the Word of God brings us to repentance. The Word of God is the goodness of God. It's Jesus revealing God's will and God's plan. And, and so if I'm going to learn how to trust in Him, I've got to recognize and realize that that trust means that I'm willing to say, God, I see how I feel about this, and I see that it's not in perfect agreement with you. I see it isn't 100% in alignment with this word, and, and I'm willing to repent of it. I'm willing to renounce it, and I'm willing to replace it with what you say. And then all of a sudden, see, we get out of our own understanding. Why do we not do certain things that the Spirit of God is wanting us to do? Because we sit here in our own mind, and we, out of our own understanding, we say, well, this can't work. You, look at creation. Scientists will tell you that it is impossible for a bumblebee to fly Yet, how wonderfully do they fly? What man says and what God says may be two different things. And so, I don't want to lean to my own understanding. I want to come in agreement with the Lord, don't you? And so, what God says is going to work. The church is not going to, we're not going to fold up and dry away. We're going to come to a place where we're more productive than we've ever been. Now, production in the world's eyes and in God's eyes is two different things. And so we're just going to please Him. Amen? All right. Put Ephesians 4.23 up there, Brother Ryan. Ephesians 4.23. Paul told the church at Ephesus, he, he wanted us to be in the place, that whole fourth chapter is coming into a new uh, understanding, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, uh, here he gives just a little bit more revelation and unction. See, you and I, uh, uh, we've we got to realize that we are spirit, soul, and body. And, and so many times, we, we, as a, even as a Christian, if we're not careful, we let the body determine how we feel, how we see things, what we, what we can do and what we can't do. And, and the reason why the body is dominating us because the mind hasn't come in contact with the spirit. He wants us to be in renew, be renewed in the spirit of our mind, meaning He wants the Holy Spirit to come into your soul, your mind, willing emotions, and show you who you really are. We're going to talk about some things in the near future about your identity, about my identity, about what the Holy Spirit wants us to see uh, exactly who we are because of the sacrifice of Christ Jesus, because of Him living in you. 
this morning, greater is he that is in you than this enemy that's in this world. Amen? That there is something in you that's wanting to come out. It's the will and the plan of God. And so I've got to be in the place where I say, God, I'm going to trust in you. But I've got to be willing to accept correction. I've got to be willing to, to know that I don't know everything and that I'm not going to always be right. Uh, uh, you know, I, my spirit's grieved because I, I've, I've, I, you know, I, I've, I've preached the truth, but I think I've said some things that didn't have enough love on it. And I've been, I've been praying about that. I've been repenting about that. And, 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 I, and I've been uh, telling the Lord, if you'll give me an opportunity to bring that forth in a different way again, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because, see, it's not it, it, truth without love will not work. But the Bible says in this same fourth chapter that the, that the truth that is spoken, that is gave in love, it'll change everybody. It'll cause them to grow up and to be strong. Amen? And so I want to be in that place, in that position. But I've got to get come to the place where I say, Lord, I know that you've got some promise. You want to shepherd me. But I've got to be willing to let you correct me. Now let's go back to Proverbs chapter 3 and let's look at what he says about correction. In verse number 11, Brother Ryan, Proverbs 3 and 11, look what he says. He says, My son, my child, despise not. This word despise from the Hebrew, it means to spurn. Uh, Don't turn away from, don't turn off. Uh, Despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. See, I, I, if, I, if I'm not careful, I go back to, to my attitude as a child. My attitude as a child was that uh, in some situations, uh, uh, I, I, I wasn't corrected uh, in love, I, I, and I wasn't corrected in a way that taught me something. I was just showed uh, what was wrong, but I wasn't shown how to make it right. I think we can all relate to that in some form or fashion. But that's not the way our God is. Our God is, He shows us uh, what might be wrong and how it can be better. And then He uh, He walks along beside us and empowers us to be able to receive that chastening in, in, in a way that empowers us, emboldens us. In other words, it creates an expectancy that I'm going to be a better person. I, I'm, I'm being transformed. I'm not just being... Uh, uh, reformed, I'm being transformed, and I'm being made into what God would have me to be. Amen? And, and, and notice what he says in verse 12. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. See, the devil wants to bring condemnation. He'll say, well, God's really disappointed in you because he's having to correct you. No, God loves me. God loves his children. And that love is revealed in that he won't leave us in a mess. He won't leave us in deception. He won't leave us in a place of hurt and heartache, a place of disappointment. He'll come and grab us by the hand. He'll touch our heart, and he'll bring truth in that situation. Isn't that a shepherd? That's a shepherd for us this morning. He does it for us. For whom the Lord loveth, uh, he correcteth, even as a father in a son whom he delighteth. Now, I love this. Just think about what the, the Word of God just said. God the Father delights in you. From the Hebrew it says that He is pleased in you because your debt has been satisfied. Come on, your sin debt, my sin debt was paid in full at the cross and our accepting the blood of Jesus Christ 
That was the first correction. And when we accepted that, all the debt was paid. Jesus paid in full for us. Amen? And so I can come boldly under the throne of grace. I can come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost to that throne of grace. I can find help, Hebrews chapter 4, in time of every need. Oh, glory. But I've got to be willing. I've got to be willing to receive correction. And if I am, then that changes everything about my life. Amen? All right. Now, verse number 6. Let, let's look at the, what happens when he brings, when we, when we can be corrected, then we, we get direction in our life. Verse number 6. In all of thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Now, so if, if I'm in the place where I'm acknowledging God... Here, see, every one of these, if you look at these first 12 verses, you've got God's part and then you've got our part. And if we'll do our part, God's done, we know He's faithful. He'll do His part. So, right here, He, he said, In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Now, this direction of the Lord, and that's what you and I want this morning, we want the shepherd to direct us. Uh, it means to make your way pleasant and prosperous. That means in times of trouble, it can still be prosperous. In times of heartache, in times of disappointment, it can still be pleasant because I know that it's a season that's changing. I know that I'm not going to have to stay there. I'm not going to have to live there. I know that in and out of that, that God's going to work everything for my good because I love Him and I'm called according to His purpose. Amen? Romans 8, 28. And so that, that's how He can do that. But I've got to be in the place where I acknowledge, I acknowledge the Lord. This word acknowledge, it's yada in the Hebrew, and it means to know by seeing and, and to see the Word of God, to see Jesus, and to receive that Word into my life and let it produce a harvest. So let's look at an example of where it was first used uh, in the negative, and then we'll turn it to the positive. Go with me to Genesis chapter 4, verse number 1. Genesis chapter 4, verse number 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now this word knew is the same word as acknowledged in Proverbs chapter 3. Yada, to, to, to know by seeing. So Adam knew his wife. He acknowledged his wife. And, and there was an act of marriage took place here. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, you've got to be so cautious. That we, if we're, there's so much more than what you're reading here. There's so much more that happened. We've got to look at what happened in chapter 3 to understand what's being said in chapter 4. And we've got a lot of people listening in different levels and different places. And, and so we'll, we'll just teach on the very top level of this and just let it go but there's so much more here he knew Eve he acknowledged her in other words they, they, there was some communication between them and it brought fruit it brought offspring it brought something out of their lives now you and I in all thy ways acknowledge the Lord so when I when I acknowledge the Lord that means I'm hearing the word I'm hearing Jesus and when I receive that in my life it changes something now hold that in your mind and go to chapter 3 now, we know that chapter 3 starts out uh, uh, talking about the serpent. He's the most subtle beast of the field. And he brings words to Eve. And, and, and he brings words that, that are contrary to the Word of God. And all of a sudden, 
Eve and Adam, they stop looking to the Lord and they start looking to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And as they start looking at that tree and they start acknowledging that, it starts producing a desire to do something different. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. When you and I get our eyes off of Jesus, if we're not careful, when we start looking at, at other options, we'll start doing other things. What, why is the ch- church in America right now in such a mess? Because they're looking to humanism. They're looking to secularism. They're looking to all the, the different God, gods that has worked its way into what uh, seemingly is right. To them, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, and the end thereof is two times, Proverbs 14, Proverbs 16, for emphasis. And so you and I got to be cautious. So all of a sudden, this subtle serpent, this cunning one, this shining one, comes and gives them a message and gets their eyes off of Jesus and, and uh, starts lying to him. Look what it says in verse 5, Genesis 3, 5. Uh, he, the serpent says to Eve, For God doeth know, that's the same word, God will acknowledge that in the day that you eat thereof, that your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So uh, here, as this word is coming to her, she's acknowledging the serpent rather than acknowledging God the Father. And her ways is fixing to be directed and it's going to be directed away from the glory of God, from the, 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 the promise of God, the presence of God, and all of those things. Verse number 6. And when the woman saw, see what the word does. Uh, it'll either take you to God or it'll take you to the devil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it's not a tree, we know, understand what's being said, that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree is desired to make one wise. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Now notice verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew, they acknowledged, yada. They, they, were, they, they received something that changed the direction. And they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So uh, that's why Jesus said you have to learn the parable of the fig tree. Okay? In Matthew chapter 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. To be able to understand, he said, I'm going to declare the end of time from the beginning. So a man wants to make their own religion. They want to clothe themselves. They made themselves uh, a, a, a covering. They were covered by the glory of God. So in all of thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. They were took out of the Garden of Eden because of this false word. Well, you and I, uh, today in the, in the dispensation of grace, we can be in, in the place of being clothed with the glory of God uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we can be took, uh, taken, be led into His perfect will if we'll just hear, Thus saith the Lord. Amen? We want to hear what God says. Now, notice what He said. Go back to Proverbs chapter 3. He said, In all of thy ways, in all of thy ways, uh, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. So, you and I, we've got to, here's what we've got to do. We've got to be in the place where we don't waver back and forth, but we make a decree. See, when we come in agreement with this word, we'll have what this word says. So we, we, every, every day, every moment, every, every situation of your life, my life, when you're being uh, uh, in a place of peace, start there. Don't start in a place of trial. 
make a, a, a commitment in the place of peace. And then when the trial comes, you'll just go right on through it. But in the place of peace, say, Lord, I thank you. I come in agreement with your word. I'm going to acknowledge you. And I have a promise. You're going to direct my ways. The steps of a good person, a good man, a good woman, a good boy, a good girl are ordered by the Lord. Speak it out of your own mouth and say, I, it doesn't matter where I go today, I'm going to be led by the Holy Ghost. I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to have perfect timing. I'm going to be in the will of God, the plan of God. Brother Justin, it pays to pray, don't it? God can keep us out of harm's way. He can work a miracle, amen? That's the kind of God we serve. When you and I pray, it opens up all the possibilities of heaven. All right. So, now, notice what he said. He said, he shall. It's an affirmation. It's the strongest affirmation you can get in the English language, wanting you and I to know. So you need to be confident. Don't, don't let the devil say, boy, you better not go there. You better not do that. Or you better go here. No, wait a minute, devil. I feel an unction to go this way. I, I, I have an assurance. I'm going this way, and, and I'm not going to trust in my flesh. I'm not going to trust in my mind. I'm going to trust in the Lord in my spirit. Amen? Now, hold your place right there and turn over to Proverbs 28 just for a second. In Proverbs 28, look at verse 26. Proverbs 28, verse 26. He or she, the person that trusts in his own heart, is a... Fool. He or she that trusts in his own heart is foolish. But whosoever walketh wisely, he or she, they shall be delivered. Glory. Walk in wisdom. Hallelujah. You're walking in wisdom because you're being led by the Spirit of the living God. You have that assurance. And so... Uh, when the devil tries to confuse you, or tries what he now he works on everybody different ways. The way he works on me is he tries to paralyze me and try to get me just not to do nothing because I think in doing nothing I'm not going to make a mistake. Wrong. I've done made a mistake because God didn't call me to do nothing. He didn't call me to stand still. He called me to always being moved forward. See that was what caused. See, these generational curses and these things are passed down. That was what caused so much problem with my dad. He, he, he didn't want to make a decision about certain things. And, and, and it, it, it caused a lot of turmoil, a lot of problems. And so we've got to realize that Galatians 3.13 says that we're redeemed from the curse. Amen. And all of those traits of that have maybe be in our heritage in our uh, that we're giving it to Jesus. We're putting it under the blood. Amen. And we're redeemed from those things. I'm going to acknowledge Jesus. I'm going to walk with Him. Okay. So let's go back to Proverbs chapter three. So you and I, with Jesus being our shepherd, under the shepherd's care, we have this assurance that that he, He's going to correct us. We have this assurance that He's going to direct us. He's going to lead you to where you can prosper. Where you can be a blessing. Where you can... Uh, and, and what's the prosperity of the Bible? It's shalom. It's the peace of God. It, it, it's, it's just being who God called you to be, where He called you to be. Amen? It's the greatest thing ever. All right. But with that, you have this assurance then that you're going to start uh, walking in the place of protection. Notice what he says in verse number 7. Proverbs 3 and 7. Be not wise... In thine own eyes. See, that's what caused 
uh, Eve and, and, and then Adam, their trouble. They, they looked and they saw what the devil was saying. And they said, that makes sense. Well, if it makes sense to the flesh, look out. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that our flesh and our carnal mind is enmity to the things of God. So we don't want to do that. Amen? We want to cast that down. He said, Be not wise in thy own eyes, but he said, Fear the Lord. Reverence the Lord. And, and so in every situation, that means when, when you and I fear the Lord, when we reverence Him, we're, we're willing to stop and say, Lord, what do you want in this situation? What do you want me to do? See, you and I, we need to make every decision by fellowship. You're in a relationship that is bound together by the cords of the love of God revealed, which is Jesus. Isn't that something? You have a relationship, and, and, and God the Father wants to renew your mind, renew my mind with His presence and truth, Jesus, by His Holy Spirit. You have the perfect teacher. The perfect guide. In other words, just think, God reads your heart. He reads my heart. He knows where we're at. And then He puts in our heart exactly the word that makes everything clear. How many times has somebody told you something and you heard it and you thought, I just don't get it. Because they're trying to tell you something from their perspective. But Jesus come in the flesh and was sinless that he might come to me in my perspective. He might understand what I'm feeling, how I'm struggling, what I'm dealing with, and be able to meet me in that situation where I would not fail. Amen? So if I'm willing to be corrected, he'll direct me, and when he directs me, I'm going to stay in the covenant. I'm going to stay under the shadow uh, of the wings of the Most High. I'm going to be in the place of protection. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord, reverence him. And he said, depart from evil. Now, the evil one, remember Jesus said, uh, he told the disciples in John chapter, uh, um, in, in the Gospel of John, I believe it's 14, but he, no. Anyway, uh, he told him, he said, the evil one is coming, and uh, he has no part in me. So wherever that's at, uh, maybe it's John 12. Anyway, where, wherever that's at, he, he said, the evil one's coming, and he has no part in me. Well, you and I, we've got to recognize and realize that if we're reverencing the Lord and we're, we're being corrected, we're being directed, we're going to be in that place of protection where we can depart from all things of evil. That This word depart means that you and I are able to turn it off. Now, I'm going to say something now. Don't get mad at me, but some of you need to quote this verse and then you need to turn off what the enemy is saying in your mind. I turn off fear. I turn off anxiety. I turn, turn off all of these thoughts of hopelessness. I turn off all, all, all of these things that's trying to bring division and, and, and hurt and heartache, that's trying to bring disappointment, that's trying to take the hope out of my... I turn it off. Because right. I, I want to reverence the Lord. If I reverence the Lord, He's going to give me the thought, He's going to give me the Scripture that will replace what the enemy's trying to place in my life. Because whatever I'm thinking on, as a man, boy, woman, girl, Proverbs 23, 7, as I think in my heart, so am I. So if I'm thinking all of these things that the enemy's trying to do, then I'm not under the shepherd's care. And there's only one other source. 
So I need to need to renounce that. And I say, now, wait a minute. I, I got to stay in my place of protection. Where, where Jesus is, he will protect me. But I can't get off over here under this other word and expect him to take care of me when his place of protection is right here. See, Adam and Eve, if, if Adam had been where he was supposed to be, you and I wouldn't have been in this mess right now. Okay. Be not wise in thine own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart. Turn off from evil. This word evil is not just evil. It's anything that is not good. Because there's a lot of things where we, 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 we rank things. Well, this ain't evil, so it's okay. I, I, can, think, I can think this. First Corinthians 13, love thinks no evil. How many times have we spent so much time thinking about that this is going to happen or that's going to happen or this person meant this or this person meant that when we're entertaining those thoughts. That's not building faith. That's not a place of protection. That's a place of, of, of dread, of anxiety and all of these things. Amen. <clears throat> Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So you, you, anything that doesn't feel good, that doesn't feel right. That, and um, See, the, the Bible gives us the direction for success. Go to uh, Philippians chapter 4. I'm fixing to let you go. Philippians chapter 4. The, the Apostle Paul tells us how we can control our mind. He says in verse number 6, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious, is what the word says in the Greek. Don't be anxious about any one thing, but in everything, all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And when you do that, when I do that, look what happens. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep, shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so we do that part. And all of a sudden, we get, we get this place of relief. We get this place of success. And then all of a sudden, the devil sees your, your, the glow on your face change. He sees your body relax. And then he comes, he walks and steps up on your shoulder. And he says, but. See, that's what he done with Eve. His method of operation will never change. And so he'll try to get you and I out of that place of protection. But Paul said by the Spirit, he said, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Meditate on these things. Let them be what determines what you're going to do or not going to do rather than what the devil is trying to influence me or you with. Amen? If we'll put these eight things to practice, the number eight in Bible numbers means new creation, new beginnings. We are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 in Jesus, but we need to have a new beginning. We need to learn how to, to process and say, now I'm going to depart from anything that's not good. 
I, I'm going to I'm going to stay in that place of protection. See, Jesus can't help me if if He's told me, "Hey, all is well," and then I get over here and I get to looking at twenty six, twenty seven trillion dollars in debt. I get to looking at people who couldn't run a lemonade stand trying to run the government. I get to thinking about all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm all anxious. That what's going to happen about, not so much worried about me, but my kids, my grandkids. What, what, what's going? God's still on the throne. Jesus is on the throne. He's our shepherd. He will take care of you. He said that my sheep hear my voice. And another they will not follow. So you've got to believe that. You've got to say, when the devil starts talking to you, you go, you're talking a foreign language to me, devil. I hear the voice of the Lord. And Jesus said that once that you were by him placed in the Father's hand, no man can pluck you out. Now, I can step out if I choose to, but no person can pluck you out. Greater is he that is in you. You've got to stand in that reality and that truth. Amen. So this morning, what the Holy Ghost is wanting to do in your life, in my life, and everybody that's going to hear this message, He's wanting you to have complete liberty in Him. He doesn't want you to have any anxieties, any cares. He wants you just to trust in Him with all your heart. And do what the Scripture said, lean not to your own understanding. He's wanting to work a miracle in your life and in my life. He wants you to be so joyous that you provoke other people to jealousy. How many times have I had a look on my face that wouldn't draw anybody to Jesus? I repent of that in Jesus' name. Amen? You and I, we should, we, we, our face should shine like the sun. Proverbs says that our day should be get shining brighter and brighter unto the coming of the Lord because we're made righteous in Jesus. Amen? All right, so I want you to look at this. Brother Ryan, put that picture number one on the screen. This is a sheep. This is, his name was Shrek. And he got away from his shepherd, and he went his own way for six years. For six years. Now, the number six in Bible numerics is the number of man. How many times do you and I want to go our own way? So he's gone for six years, and in this six years... He, uh, he kept producing wool. And so I want you to look how much wool is on this sheep. There is enough wool there. There's 60 pounds. 60 pounds of, of wool on him. He was getting to the point where uh, if he hadn't have been found, that he would have died from the weight. You know how many people are struggling this morning because of the weight of cares? Because they're going their own way instead of coming under the shepherd? And letting him touch them and grab them. God has the answer. See, in 30 minutes, Shrek, he got all this. He was shorn and all of this excess wool. There was enough wool here to make 20 men's suits. That's a lot of weight. But in 20 minutes, go to that picture number two, Brother Ryan. I want you to look how little Shrek really is. That's the size of him. But see, he looked so big. But it was weight. Weight that he wasn't made to... He's supposed to be sheared every year. You and I, we're supposed to come to the Lord every day. 
and cast our cares upon the Lord. The word cast, it means more than that. Just like in Paul said that you and I are to cast down vain imaginations. The word there, cast, it means to throw them down and demolish them. Don't let them be able to be built back up by the enemy. Jesus wants to come to us and He wants to, he wants to take all the weight off of us. He wants to take us for a place where we're free in Him. Whom the Son makes free is free. We've got to say it. When the devil comes and tries to bind us down with thoughts and words and all of these things, we say, no, devil, in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, the Most High God, my Lord, my Savior, my Shepherd, I'm under Him and I am free. I will not receive and accept any anxiety, no cares from you in Jesus' name. So the call of the Holy Ghost. I just sit down in a chair. I sit down in the recliner. And the Spirit of God just put this in my spirit. This is the call this morning. He wants every one of us to make us an altar. And to be honest with God. You cannot have uh, the, the, the cures relieved unless you and I are willing to receive correction. And when we receive correction, He directs us in a way that meets us where we're at. And then the protection of not having to carry all the weights of this world. The Bible says, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Our faith. He says, lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. We've got to lay it aside this morning. Now, some of you are carrying a weight for loved ones. You're carrying a weight for uncertainty. You're carrying a weight for things the devil is trying to tell you that you have to do. And the only thing you have to do is believe Jesus. That's it. So, in Jesus' name, let's pray. And you find a place in the altar in the Lord. And let's let God, by His Spirit, work a work in our life. Father, in Jesus' name, touch each one of us. Just as sure as I'm standing here, you have dropped this word down in our spirit. Touch and draw every person here. We've done come in agreement with you that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Every one of us, we brought your Holy Spirit here. So there is liberty this morning to hear, liberty to respond, and liberty to get up and worship you in a new place of victory and freedom like never before. Father, right now, let us be honest with ourselves. Let us be honest with you. And let every care, let the shepherd shear off every weight right now as we trust you. We ask these things in the name of Jesus and we all say, Amen. Would you come this morning? Would you come and make yourself an altar either at your chair or up here at the front, whether you feel comfortable. And if you need prayer, I want to pray with you. I'm, I, I, I want you to know God wants you to leave here in liberty. You've got some promises because you are in fellowship with God the Father through the shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.